So I think if we can stop and engage and be present with nature, it's such a reassuring, it really builds our immune system, but it also gives us a sense of something solid, something certain, something predictable, the sun will rise tomorrow, all of which is what we need right now. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hello, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind podcast and episode number 101. Now, if you're in a leadership position uh, during these COVID-19 times in a business, you're going to be feeling a degree of pressure. You're also going to have to make a significant amount of decisions in a short period of time. You may be feeling uh, that all eyes are on you to come up with all the answers. And of course, you don't have all the answers. And you may be even suffering from some decision fatigue. And also, you may not be tapping into the resources of the team around you if they're working more remotely than you otherwise would have been. Well, I want to share with you an interview. I was invited by top recruiter Lily, Lily Shippen to talk to her community of personal assistants, executive assistants and virtual assistants. And we have an engaging conversation around what are MDs, CEOs, you know, the board of directors going through at the moment and how could that PA, EA, VA community better support them? What are the differences that's going on between smaller and bigger businesses right now? How could you use technology more? How could those PAs help their bosses? Um, you guys uh, uh, think more strategically and indeed, how could they become more indispensable? So straight into this uh, interview, it's obviously from a different perspective, but you could get value from this and think about how either you could support your team members and colleagues better, or you could better tap into and utilize the resource and the support that is around you. I suppose just kind of to start off, what I would be really keen to understand from from your perspective, Gavin, is um, you know speaking to CEOs and managing directors at the moment, what would you say are the main challenges that these people are facing? And would you say it differs kind of depending on the size of organization? Sure. Yeah. So the, I think the first thing to to recognize is that everybody's under a huge amount of pressure. And it's, it's, it's very easy to think that and a chief exec or um, a managing director knows all the answers, the human beings like you and I, and they don't. They're under intense pressure. First and foremost, they're trying to safeguard the livelihoods of all their employees, uh, all of the team members, and of course, their families. Mm. Um, they're trying to preserve and protect the business. So there's the uncertainty around how long's the lockdown going to go on for, and therefore, what measures do they need to do to ensure that they have a business out the other side? So it's a huge yeah. amount of pressure. Depending on the, the, I'll come back to the question around size and differences, but there's a huge amount number of stakeholders whether it be customers, suppliers, funders, investors, bankers, in some cases, government departments. There's a huge amount of stakeholder engagement and management that's required. And the intensity and the speed of that is probably leading, um, well, it's an emotional roller coaster for everybody, but it's probably leading to some um, decision fatigue as well, because there's a lot of decisions, major decisions with serious implications has been made in such a short period of time. Yeah. And um, 
All of this is against a background of uncertainty. Now, Tony Robbins and others talk about the six human needs that we, you know, one of them is we want certainty, but also, interestingly, we want uncertainty. We want variety. Uh, well, we've certainly got a high degree of uncertainty. And as a leader, we need to show up in uncertain times and present a picture of certainty as a leader. That's so much easier said than done mm. when you don't know how long it's going to take to remobilize your supply chain to, to once you the lockdown's lifted to really get the business back up to speed again, um, yeah. and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what supply chain requirements are going to be to reboot that supply chain? What cash is going to be needed for how long in order to continue to the business to um, so it survives? So this background on uncertainty is putting, you know, he's adding to that pressure. And what what we've got to remember is that each of those individuals as managing directors or CEOs are going through that emotional roller coaster themselves, that kind of change curve. It's like every one of us has been doing. They're probably concerned about the health, not only of, of their business, but their health, the health of their own families. So a lot of people will be put into that survival mode, that fight flight or rabbit in the headlight freeze. And one of the things I'll come back on to is one of the ways in which PAs can serve their bosses is to be able to help get them out of that fight, flight, rabbit in the headlight, freeze uh, emotional state so that they can think more creatively and, and solve problems. Um, so we've also got to remember that unlike professionals in the emergency services, the armed forces, um, to a degree, the NHS and pilots who are trained and trained and trained so that they can operate under a number of different disaster type scenarios where muscle memory kicks in and all the training kicks in. Most business leaders have not had a degree of training to manage, their own, manage a response to this and manage their own emotions as they go through this. So one of the biggest cha challenges and opportunities for the PA is to help for those um, MDs and CEOs that are kind of punch drunk, they've got decision fatigue, is to help them manage their mo emotions and help them, many will already have mastered this to get to the level that they are in their career, but also to help reassure them because they don't have all the answers and it, it's to help point them to, a, to other resources about where they might now go, go next. So, and all of this could be whilst they're working from home. I certainly know I, I've got a young family, I've got two young boys, and it's incredibly frustrating and challenging um, to do all of this whilst you're sort of uh, you're in lockdown at home. So you put all of that together, and it's very understandable that some MDs and some CEOs may have withdrawn and they're just focuses on the immediacy of what's next. They're in survival mode. Yeah. And I think also everyone's kind of routine has shifted as well. Like I know from myself, like I'm someone that gets into the office normally at like half six, seven o'clock in the morning and I'll work, you know, and then I'll go and work out in the evening. And all of a sudden I find that actually I'm, I'm wanting to log on later and work later. So I think that that's almost shifted. And I think that I suppose when someone's, you know, if you're used to having a catch up with your boss at a certain time, that might now not really be happening. And I think that can cause a bit of panic from, I suppose, from the PA's perspective of we're not having that catch up. But I think everyone's just been thrown into something that they're just not used to kind of, well, dealing with really, um, I would say. Uh, uh, the interesting thing in, in, in times of crisis like this, um, comms, communications, both internal and external are absolutely critical. And it's very yeah. easy to just get your head down, to plow through this 
massive list of things to do and stakeholders you need to speak to, but visibility of leadership is massively important. And, yeah. and also that connection, that, that connection on, on a course, you know, software such as Zoom with your PA to agree how the PA can support. And I think one of the best conversations, sorry, one of the best questions a PA uh, could ask now is like, what, how, what do you need from me or how can I best support you? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it not being about kind of how present you are in terms of, you know, being in, at your desk by a certain time, but actually showing what you're doing and kind of, um, I suppose, more around actually what you're delivering and what you're kind of contributing rather than actually being present throughout that working day. Because I think that that has shifted a lot of, we can't, you know, at work, you, you get up and you make a cup of tea or, you know, you have a chat with people and you can't be at your desk from half eight till half five or nine till five with no break. And I think that that has, has changed as well. Yeah, I think w- there's an acceptance, I think, more and more now through the lockdown with the uh, the greater flexibility is needed, but it's about focus on output and yeah. delivering the results. And to be quite honest, that's how I, out, uh, your work should always ever be measured on output, on outcomes achieved, as opposed to on time spent. Um, yeah, definitely. So I suppose from, um, you know, thinking about if bosses are struggling then, like how do you think a PA or EA could sense if their boss is struggling and how do, should they try and, and help them? I think one of the things to... Is really really powerful is to is to reassure people. Um, you know, I think there's a statistic like something like eighty percent of leaders in whatever suffer in whatever endeavor suffer from imposter syndrome. You know, they keep looking yeah. around and, and saying, "Oh, one day I'll be found out." Yeah. And um, so they're questioning, as any human being would. You know, the worst one of the worst questions that any human being could ask of themselves now or or at any time is, "Am I good enough?" Yeah. Well, the answer is yes. That's why you were in the role that you you would not have got to that role if you weren't capable and good enough. Um, but sometimes having an external person say to you, and and someone that's in such a close and trusted relationship as a PA or an EA or a VA, um, to be able to say, you know, you can do this, we can do this, I've got your back, um, because it's a lonely. It's often said, and it's a lonely role, and yeah, often those. The, the, the leaders of the business, who are they going to talk to? The mate, depending on the relationship with other board members and other senior members of the manage, manage, senior management team, they might not feel that they can have an open and candid discussion. They may not want to have it with their family at home. And there are other kind of like peer group support network uh, and people that might come across with through fitness and golf or whatever it might be isn't there either. So more than ever, the support from the PA, the VA, the EA is is absolutely essential. And it's just like, you've got this, you can do this. And also, I think providing a reminder of the evidence of when that boss has had a challenging time before and how they've come through it. Um, I'll give you a, I'll give you a silly little story, but it's one that came to it comes to mind about this. So um, my hobby and and, uh, and and passion outside of work is I love to sail. And um, on uh, I went on a sailing trip. It was actually uh, my honeymoon with my wife, and um, we in Croatia, and we uh, arrived at a destination in plenty of time, a beautiful little bay to go and eat at a restaurant that evening. And there were two two mooring boys that you could pick up. Both of those had uh, had been taken. And so we tried to drop our anchor, but it was a very rocky, stony floor to the seabed there, which meant couldn't get the anchor to stick. So in fading light, and arguably we should have got to this point a little bit earlier in the day with more daylight, 
we had the prospect of then setting out and doing about a four hour or five hour sail round to the next harbour. And in unfamiliar waters, et cetera, with a weather forecast for the wind to grow slightly. And I remember feeling apprehensive, feeling nervous. And it, my wife said to me, you can do this. You know, you've done, your, you've, you've got so many years of experience of sailing. You've done all your qualifications. You've sailed across the Atlantic. You, you, you've got all the skills to do this. What help do you need from me right now? And just almost like that reassuring sort of hand on the shoulder metaphorically. And I went, actually, I do. I can do this. I've got all of the ingredients required to be able to successfully do this. But, and this is the critical thing, our internal dialogue can get in the way. <gasps> what if I can't? Well, then you just focus on the next step. And once I was reminded, re my, the evidence of my skills and experience was represented to me, I developed confidence and I knew that I could do it. And we did, and we got there safely. And to tell that story by way of a metaphor is the reminder of the evidence of the things, the challenges that the MD and the CEO has been through before, bringing that back to the fore as a bedrock from which they can then move forward. No, definitely. And I think, yeah, just remember, like, like you were saying at the start, remembering that everyone is human and just asking if they're okay, you know, checking in regularly and, you know, everyone's, I think everyone is having a lot of Zoom calls, but rather than just getting straight to the point on the Zoom call, just having a bit of a, an open conversation of how is everyone and just really checking in. And I think you can pick up from, you know, how people come across on, on video better than on obviously over the phone. And you, if, if someone is struggling, hopefully you can pick up on that and it should be, you know, the boss equally the same to the PA and, and vice versa, just making sure that everyone is doing all right because it is it's lonely for everyone I think you know whether you've got families at home or you know you're you're on your own it's it we're in completely <laughs> unprecedented times as everyone keeps saying so um but yeah I think um in terms it, well, of I didn't answer your other question properly actually yeah. about the difference between smaller businesses and larger businesses oh yeah of course yeah um so for bigger businesses chief exec has got more resources to help, you know, has got a bigger support team around them. They've got a board of directors or a senior, and a senior management team to help to, uh, to spread the workload. Um, but they're bigger numbers. There's more at stake, if you like. Um, there's more stakeholders, uh, investor pressure, et cetera. Um, for a smaller business, that uh, business owner might own not only be worried about the survival of the business and they're looking after the welfare of the individual employees, but it could be their life's work that's been threatened. And it could be a stage in their life where they are very concerned about how many more years they've got left to make up the lost ground caused by COVID-19. So it, it could hit right at the core of what's this going to happen on my, my business is, is our main income business assets, uh, uh, an, uh, an expected exit from that business at a certain money was going to be the retirement plan. So there's a lot of, could be a lot of personal fear around, could I lose my house? Could I, could I lose everything that I've worked a lifetime for, which may or may not have the same level of um, sort of acute uh, pressure as to the roof over your head in a larger corporate environment. Mm. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a really important, a, a really important distinction. Um. So with regards to, um, I suppose, if someone's got maybe, if they're in more of a transactional role or they don't have, you know, they maybe support more than one person. So they might have 
you know, they're not that kind of right hand support. They could be supporting a large team or the, the, the support to them. How would you suggest improving the communication that they've got with the people that they support? There needs to be daily check-ins, daily huddles. Um, Zoom is a great tool and there are others out there, of course, uh, like Zoom. But then there needs to be the, a daily check-in. And the one after the weekend and particularly after an Easter weekend, yeah. it is a great example that let's have a bit of humanity. Let's connect. Um there's some organizations that have used virtual assistants, VAs, extensively for a number of years. And one of the little strategies that I heard that works really well is that the the equivalent of the Monday morning team meeting, uh, each member of the team, no matter where they're located around the globe, will share a photograph of what they did at the weekend. Yeah, so I had a That's camping it. exhibition at the weekend into the garden with my boys. You know, it's like... Let's get some humanity. Let's let's understand and just uh, a little bit more and connect with a, a bit more about people about how they are coping, what's good and what's maybe not so good. Mm. Um, because we're human beings, and I think a lot of times when we're at work, I use a phrase that we wear a corporate cloak and we show up how we believe we should be seen. But the real power, the authenticity, the, the real humanity is who you are as a real person, and that means kind of like stripping back that corporate cloak metaphorically. And actually getting a bit of a glimpse into somebody's world outside of work is a very, very powerful way of creating a deeper, you know, human connection and, and, and deeper bonds. I think at this time that it's okay to be vulnerable and we should be. And whether, whatever our role, whether we're the, the boss or, or, or not, we need to know when to put our hand up and say, I need some help. Definitely. And I think one of the things that um, PAs, EAs can do is to help the chief execs help the MDs really still keep in contact with their peer group. It'd be so easy for the boss to have so many tasks to do to not necessarily spend time chatting with, engaging with peers, other CEOs, other MDs in the industry. Mm. And an EA, a VA, a PA could actually take the initiative to line up some of those conversations to so that amongst their own peer group, the chief execs, the MDs actually can share stories, share ideas, insights, intel about what, where they think things might be going. You know, our network, I think one of the things that's really, really powerful and we should be helping the MDs and CEOs do is to leverage and to tap into that network more. Yeah. So if you were to facilitate a Zoom call, for example, with three or four uh, trusted fellow MDs and CEOs that you know that your boss likes, respects, would get benefit from, and you make sure that they maybe once a fortnight, they're spending, you know, a, even if it's only a 30-minute call, that that individual could get so much reassurance from being in that on that call. Definitely. Hey, Gavin here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this mini-series within the Business Mastermind podcast entitled Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide in COVID-19 Times. If you're getting value from this, please do share it across your social media networks and to your business colleagues and acquaintances, because I've gone out and got a number of guests lined up that will really help, such as the MD of the British Business Bank, a business disaster planning specialist, people around marketing and around mindset at this crucial time, including an Olympic athlete. So there's some really fantastic and really high caliber content coming your way, designed to help and support you through these challenging times. I've also put together a PDF entitled the same, Keep Your Boat Afloat, a business survival guide during COVID-19 times. You can get that free at bit.ly, keep your boat afloat. So you go to this link, bit or this URL, sorry, bit.ly, 
forward slash keep your boat afloat, all lowercase, all one word, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. I cover eight areas around employees, cash strategies, the supply to your business, suppliers, your customers, pivot and adapt, your marketing, your mindset, and your community. You'll get a lot of value from that as well in support of, in addition to what you'll find listening to this mini series, Keep Your Boat Afloat. So that URL again, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. And most of all, take care and look after those closest to you. I found that for sure. I think what I've been really amazed about in the industry that, that I'm in is that I've been speaking to so many of my competitors and actually one of my competitors, I had a podcast that I'd done that went out couple of weeks ago and one of my biggest competitors reached out to me and said you know let's kind of after all this let's get a coffee but you know we're doing the right thing and, and actually that meant so much and I think it's not about obviously there's competition in business but I think a lot of people are coming together and I'm on a whatsapp group with like 50 other um recruitment owners all different recruitment um, agencies but actually you do feel like you're not just the only one that's got a bit quieter you know you you, you think everyone's sharing tips on there and I, I would say that that has been invaluable to me so I think that that's a brilliant idea for, for PAs and um, you know to, to uh, absolutely this, this is about collaboration over competition and yeah. uh, now absolutely. is the time to collaborate and actually if you can do right and even help out one of your competitors at this stage yeah. um, I, I think how we behave during these times will be remembered. Yeah. And it, this is about building a personal brand and the brand of the company that you work for and doing the right thing. And actually, um, I believe there's more than enough business out there for everybody in a marketplace and different customers will be drawn to different propositions and different providers in the marketplace. So the mature way is to collaborate rather than to think that person is an enemy because they're my competitor. Yeah, better to makes you better at your job. It makes Definitely. you better at your game. It, it, you know, that's why we love sport, and we 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 pit two individuals or two teams against each other because they're both striving to improve. And each, whether they win or lose, everybody's progressively getting better. And 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 maybe now through more com- collaboration, we can all get better for the benefit of the marketplaces that we serve. Yeah, for sure. And I think also with regards to um, improving communication with your bosses, I think also be patient I think that this this um you know what we're going through I think it is all it's teaching us all some form of patience I know that it's taught me a lot I'm very impatient as a person but I think it's a community you know a relationship is not going to develop overnight so if your boss is you know if you're trying to um I suppose have that build that relationship and you're getting certain pushback don't don't give up I would keep going and I think that you know try and have a conversation with them about it and and schedule a catch-up call and say you know I'm really trying to build a a relationship with you you know is there any advice that you can give me or is there a particular way that you like to work how can I help you sure and I do think it is um it's it's not going to be a a kind of quick win I think and I think that's not just about relationship. everything as we go through this period of time because we've not got an end date on it it is about having that patient uh, and any good PA or EA 
is going to proactively think ahead and think, how can I take something off the plate of, uh, of my boss? And I think that now more than ever, when they've got even more on their plates, um, without necessarily the proximity of the other members of their management team around them, um, the, the EA or the VA can, or the PA can do a huge coordination role in bringing the resources to bear to help the chief exec to help the MD. So think proactively, think how you can take stuff off his or her plate and, and be there as that constant rock and support. If anything, your relationship, here is an opportunity for your relationship to deepen by the value you take, you're adding at this moment in time. Definitely. And with, so with planning for the future, how would you suggest PAs, EAs, VAs help their bosses think strategically at the moment? Yeah, That's something a, I'm struggling a lot with. That's a great question. So, you know, we've had three weeks of lockdown now. Um, so the first two weeks of those, or probably uh, the last month, there's been a lot of focus, understandably, on setting teams up to remote work, how we're going to be able to function uh, during a lockdown, there could have been a lot of activity around furloughing. So there might be some people, a good proportion of people that no longer are actually working, or at least not for, for a few weeks. Um, now I think, and then there'll be what funding could you access? What grants can you access? What coronavirus business interruption loan scheme or the equivalent for corporates? So all of that's been going on. Now I think the time is to shift to how we're going to emerge from this and how to, to start nudging the thought process away from the immediately of survival to to sort of pressing the start button again for the business or rebooting the business. Um, two things. One, some of this uh, remote increased remote working, you know, it used to be a, a stigma to say, oh, I'm going to work from home and people would roll their eyes and go, yeah, yeah you're just going to do the washing, aren't you? But <laughs> now, now we've demonstrated that actually we, output can be delivered whilst working from home. So there may be some increased flexibility that can continue. Um, but the thing that's giving, I've been giving some thought to recently is about how easy or not as the case will be will it to be mobile. Once you open the door again and we're allowed to get, sort of leave our own front doors, how long will it take for the business to get back up to speed? I don't think it's going to be overnight. You know, a great example is, you know, you, you go out your first Friday evening and you go out to the restaurant and you order your meal and then you, and then well, the farmer's not being able to, Juice, or we're not being able to supply, and the potatoes are not out of the ground, or there's not enough supply. So, I think we need to think, be thinking through and deep into our supply chains, and be thinking what can we do to mobilise those supply chains. You know, uh, one of my mentors talks about an analogy of uh, it's like there's been an accident on the on the motorway, and all the cars are backed up and backed up, and it takes a while to remobilise that, that get that traffic moving again. But before that traffic can move, of course, you've got to get the fuel trucks out because everybody's used up all the fuel on aircon or heating or whatever. So, um, but what would people do in that situation? They would all get out of the cars. They would put the ones that are out of fuel, they push them over to the hard shoulder while someone could get past. I just think that maybe we need to be thinking about uh, how could we remobilize our supply chain? Who's really good at this? You know, people that are military or ex-military that have been used to logistically planning complex maneuvers or engagements and campaigns surely have got absolute the skills of remobilizing a complex uh, supply chain. So uh, I would I really encourage people to start to think about how they're emerging from out the other side. And I don't think it will be a quick return to work. The economy will take some time to start to get going. And there are, of course, uh, a, a strong expectation that we're, gonna, we're in a period of recession now, and that could be for two or more years. Yeah. 
And I think having almost like a, a short, medium and long term plan and trying to help your boss think in that way. I think, you know, I think we're all going through. Yeah, it's different challenges, isn't it? I think last week I was speaking to other business owners and we were all deemed, you know, we were facing very similar challenges. And this week, I'm, you know, you've had the weekend to almost push that to the back of your mind and thinking, right, this week is all about strategy. But actually, it's trying to have a conversation with your boss and say, right, what are we focusing on this week? And trying to take away some of those, um, I suppose, projects from maybe that needed to be done before. So, uh uh, as you know, I have my own podcast called the Business Mastermind Podcast, and I've been doing a mini series called Keep Your Boat Afloat, a business survival guide for COVID-19 times. And one of the guests I had on was a, a, a disaster uh, specialist in terms of contingency planning and disaster crisis management specialist, a gentleman called Jonathan Hemus. And he talks about set a strategic intent of how you want to emerge from this crisis. And then identify what are your top priorities what your your identify what your main efforts or top priorities are going to be so i think that's a really powerful sort of thought process but how do you want to emerge and what state does your business want to emerge from this and let's agree the key projects or priorities within that underneath of which of course there'll be a series of actions so that could be a very plausible next step um in order to be able to do that and if you if you, if you search on your um sort of favorite podcast platform for the business mastermind podcast and you look for the uh interview about two weeks ago with jonathan hemus you will find that some really good stuff around crisis management and, and how that can help you plan your way out of this brilliant one thing that i've also noticed and um i think is, is really key is obviously this goes for staff that have been furloughed but also staff that are still within the business i think it's really important to keep the morale up and I think what's difficult and I found this is you know as a as a boss when you're having a really down day and I, unfortunately two of my team have, have, have had to furlough them and actually being able to kind of keep positive for them and do those calls it can be really difficult for I find to go onto that call and and you know and be positive, I suppose. But I think one um, idea that I really like is around like employee engagement. And I know that a lot of companies, and obviously this depends on budget and um, I hope none of my team are listening because this is something I'm planning on doing at the moment, but just sending out something to them. So, you know, it doesn't need to be something really expensive, but I think this is where PAs and EAs and VAs can help, you know, their their bosses think about this because it, sometimes they've just not got the headspace to do that and obviously to then action it but it could be um you know sending out a care package or you know um something to keep them entertained throughout lockdown or whatever it is but I think it is really nice as a as a member of staff to receive something in the post um and to try and kind of boost morale that way as well as obviously your checking calls um because I think with smaller teams it's quite difficult sometimes the checking calls because if one person's on another call, then it's only two of you or, you know, three of you. Um, so that's something that I picked up on that I think is a is a really great idea. I just wanted to respond to one of the points you're saying that if you, um, you, you, you're having a, a down day, you're struggling. Well, it's okay to do that because you're, you're human. And I think one of the challenges of many challenges of being a leader is that balance between um, providing certainty, providing the leading light of where you, you want your team to follow you versus being uh, vulnerable and being human. And I think uh, vulnerability is a really, really powerful and attractive quality in any leader. Mm -hmm. 
and you know we've just seen it over the weekend with the prime minister him with a really heartfelt youtube speech we're out of hospital now and he was obviously incredibly vulnerable and he was in, and, and there was been i've seen comments on social media where people saying that was his most authentic and powerful and engaging yeah. address or speech he's ever done you know, I um, read an article on Forbes this morning where it was just saying about the different response from the countries with female prime ministers or leaders. And the, the, the lady, it's the first minister of Norway, um, uh, ran, a, ran a, a video call for children. And she said, it's okay to be scared. So I think we, as, as in the positions of leadership, because you should also be able to say that, you know, sometimes I don't have a good day and it's okay. Right. And, um, it really means a lot when yeah, messages of support come through. Let, let's the hierarchy, the structures around hierarchy tends to have been stripped away at the moment. And and if anybody on on the call knows about sort of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where it starts at the bottom level about basic, we need basic survival with a roof, food, fire, water, you know, roof over our head, etc. Many CEOs who are at the top of their careers have found themselves in survival mode right at the bottom now. So it's, a, it's become quite a humbling experience for many people. And um, that sense, that team spirit of we're all in it together, um, that just uh, invokes that basic human need to survive, uh, we then can become incredibly creative. You know, say necessity is the mother of all invention. So now actually we can reach out as leaders and really connect with our people and harness that creativity, that skill, that talent, that experience, we could actually innovate and come up with some fantastic solutions, new products or new offerings, new services to the marketplace during this time where we've got hopefully a little bit less, uh, yeah. so a little bit more time to think. Another point I wanted to make was how do we, I said earlier on about what's your strategic intent? How do you want to emerge from this? Start thinking and planning and visualizing your relationship with your boss being better as a result of this. The boss is to be thinking about how the business, within a period of um, uh, adjustment and getting back up to speed, how actually the business, we could look back on this and this be a defining moment for the growth of the business and new products and opportunities and services that have been released as a result of this time. So cast yourself as a victor rather than a victim. Yeah, no, for sure. And with... Um so you'll know more about this than me because I'm I'm on my own at home with my dog. So um, with people managing children at home and, you know, trying to be available to their bosses, what would be your advice with that? That, that must be I think I, I sigh because <laughs> I'm living this. <laughs> I have a six and a half year old and a two and a half year old and I'm living this. Um, my self-coaching around this uh, and it's interesting, my wife talked to the primary school teacher uh, only yesterday, actually, of our eldest. And I think the same theme came through is like, stop being so hard on yourself. So there's a bit about we've got to look after the mental health of our family. And we've been talking about our bosses. This is presenting and it's, you know, the media starting to report now about an increasing um, impact in terms of mental health on people that have been at home and, and, and unfortunately increasing levels of domestic abuse and et cetera. So it's, it's horrible. Um, so mental health, first and foremost, and I think in, in specific answer to your question is like, be, be kind to yourself and try and in inverted commas to have some kind of routine. So I, I've gone through that journey of, I've got to work. I've got to work uh, to recognizing that if I just was to take them for an hour, say in the morning and an hour late afternoon, the rest of the household unit works that much better. So I can still get up early or I can still work late. 
and as long as I produce an output. So it, I, my hours are more sporadic because I'm having to take yeah. some time out. And then I'll be honest, my, my biggest challenge is then being present with the children while I've been thinking about all the things I've got to do for work. Yeah. Um, but a few moments have been really present with them or sometimes been really present with them going out and exercising together or, you know, uh, playing a game with them or whatever can take, can that co- they're, they're happier, much, much happier. The household's happier. And then you can free to think, you know, if, if your child's really upset, then that, that really takes over your ability to think and to concentrate and focus. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, it is about that flexibility, which I think every PA, EA and BA is very good at anyway. And I think it's, yeah, it's not like we said at the start, it's not about having those set hours. It is, and it's about having that open communication with your boss and just saying, you know, I'm going to go, I need to go do this. And then I'll be online at this set time. And then being available at, you know, if they've got a later call, it might be that you're, you're on a line a bit later. And I do think that that's, that has changed. And I think that that will be the same after we come out of this. I think it will be less about your kind of your core working hours. I think there will be, yeah, more flexibility from both sides. For sure. The, the, the more you can be there thinking for them, bearing in mind that there will be a degree of decision fatigue, plus providing that emotional support, the more indispensable you would be. If you go into the point of fear, survival uh, survival sort of mode around, <gasps> am I, 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 I've still got a job, yeah. then you're, what happens is when we go into that uh, fight or flight, the brain circuitry moves to the limbic portion at the back of the brain, that in the brain stem, the first part of our mammalian brain develop in evolutionary times that was just to keep us alive in order for us to think and add value and to come up with creative solutions to complex problems we need to be able to access the cerebral cortex which is the front of the top of the head the top of the brain so um i think we drop the question about am i still going to have a job and just carry on doing your very best to deliver 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 and thinking ahead where they're going to need help max what's next down the level uh, I've seen a question here from Catherine around, um, do you have any tips for managing your bosses inundated with your email inbox? Yeah, here's some tips and some ideas. Um, the, the one thing that's um, the way that we have a, a presupposition that if an email comes in, somebody else's urgency, what's urgent to them becomes our urgency. And really good practice, and some people are very, very good at this and disciplined with this, others not so, is to designate certain times of day when you're going to check your email. Now, you might do it first thing in the morning, you might do it um, just before lunch, and you might do it later on in the day to keep time to think. Now, on times in times of crisis or whatever, there's pressure for timely response. I get that. But this is where the EA, the VA, the PA can be really, really effective about, you know, triaging the emails that are coming in and putting to the attention for the individual, for the chief exec, for the boss. The other thing I would really encourage you to do is to block out time in the diary of your MD and of your chief CEO to get them to think. Um, because in amongst all the business, the chaos and the uncertainty, clear thoughts needed. Yeah. If direct, you know, the key role of a leader is to provide a vision and a future and, you know, and, and light the way forward, you need time to think. Um, there's a great book that I would encourage uh, you to share and to recommend to, to your MDs or send them a link for it on Audible if they listen to Audible. And it's called, uh, yes, The Road Less Stupid, Keith Cunningham. Brilliant. Thank you. Actually, the point about what could you be doing if you're furloughed, um, grow your network. Now is the time, you already mentioned that you're connecting more, Lily, with your competitors. 
I think there's some really good collaborations and partnerships that could come out of this. If, for example, as a business, you've been wanting to collaborate with a much bigger player in your marketplace than you are, um, now might be the time when they're open to those collaborations where in good times they may have been too busy or less open to it. So A, grow your network, but B, make the move to make the introductions for bigger kind of bigger plays or partnerships or collaborations that you've always been wanting to achieve uh, up until now. Brilliant. I think that we're, I don't think we've got any other questions, um, but we have talked for quite some time. So um, thank you so much, Gavin. Um, I just, I want to finish on one thing. It's like now more than ever, we need to guard the door to our mind. The things that we consume, whether we listen to them, what we watch, et cetera, has an effect on our mental state. And all, if all we're doing is bombarding ourselves with yet another bad news story, it's going to depress our ability, uh, literally, to think, uh, depress our immune function of our immune system, but also get to a point of, what is the point? And, and we need to do the opposite. We need to be feeding ourselves with stuff that's uplifting, uplifting motivational, engaging, which puts our force, our, our sight on the future. So guard the door to your mind. Be careful about what you absorb. Yes, you might want a daily check-in to find out what the latest government updates are and how that could affect your life or your business. But other than that, try and stay clear. There's some huge expression of emotion on social media at the the moment with everybody with an opinion. Is that going to help you? Probably not to get involved in that. So instead, you know, that old uh, computer or IT knowledge, garbage in, garbage out, put good stuff in, absorb. Now's the time to read, to listen, to learn, to think, um, and to be thinking positive about what's good's going to come out the other side of this and spend less time bothered about other people having a rant on social media. Definitely. I think you're right about podcasts. They can change. A, you can learn so much from them, but you can all, they can also change your mindset. Like yesterday, I forced myself on to go on and do my 5K that one of my friends had nominated me for. And for the first time ever, I listened to a podcast while I was running. And normally, I'd never do that. But A, it went so much quicker. And I actually didn't mind the run at all. But I listened to Oprah Soul Sundays with Alicia Keys. And they were talking about, it was so lovely. It was all about what we're going through currently. And it was, you know, we're going nature needs to pause it was all about what's it teaching us it's teaching us patience it's a holiday that we none of us knew we were getting and you know not trying to say it's not challenging but I think I came back from that I thought oh actually this is a really it's the sun shining it's gorgeous day and I think you're right it's about having that getting that positivity in and I think the podcasts are a really good way of doing that yeah um, so when I did my little camping expedition in the garden over the weekend we were woken up by the dawn chorus of the birds and what really amazed me was the intensity of the sound so I, I i'm not a bird watcher so i don't know all the different sounds to go with the different you know the names of the birds but it was this cacophony of beautiful bird song and i'm not usually prone to be raving about bird song but the point i tell you this is because i became really present in the moment i went wow yeah you know, um it didn't necessarily want to be woken up on, on sunday morning at 6 a.m but wow, isn't this so beautiful in this moment in my own back garden to be able to hear such depth of nature? And um, it felt like I was in the middle of a jungle or a rainforest or something. There was so much beautiful noise from so many different birds all the same time that when you're just sleeping in your bed inside, you don't hear. So I think if we can stop and engage and be present with nature, it's such a reassuring, it really builds our um, immune system, 
but it also gives us a sense, a sense of something solid, something certain, something predictable. The sun will rise tomorrow, all of which is what we need right now. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for your time, Gavin. I really My appreciate pleasure. it. And um, perfect. Killerly. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.